The first five years, I only talk about forgiveness and how that changed my life. And, and it was actually the way into the Holy Spirit gifts in my life because I had to be humble. I had to humble myself. You cannot expect to go with the Holy Spirit if you're proud and if you have bitterness to people. You have to be humble. Like Jesus, you have to be like Him. You are listening to the Christian Music Archive podcast, part of the New Release Today podcast network. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Each week, I share stories about Christ, community, and music, chatting with musical guests who you will find listed on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. There are thousands of creative men and women who have helped shape the soundtrack of the Christian faith, and we get to hear their stories, learn about how Christ has made a difference in their life, and hopefully along the way, we'll learn how we can be a better part of our community. During our conversation today, you're going to hear me say, wow, a lot. (laughs) Normally, when I prepare for a podcast, I do a bunch of research and make sure I have my facts straight so that my questions can help steer a conversation. Well, today, that script pretty much went out the window because I believe Holy Spirit has a special message he wants us to hear. And I hope I get out of the way enough to let him speak. You see, I'm talking with Simon Adal all the way from Sweden, and Simon has a couple of amazing stories to share that you do not want to miss. And as he shared, and as Holy Spirit moved, all I could do was sit back and say, wow. Stick around. Maybe you'll be part of the wow choir along with me. Before I jump into our interview this week, this is the part of the podcast where I normally put advertisements. And as you know, My ads are almost always geared towards helping Mercy Inc. and the work that they are doing around the world. But today, I'm going to ask you very specifically to help financially. You see, this podcast and the Christian Music Archive website are a business entity that has expenses. And I invite you to help sponsor this work so that I can continue making these great interviews. But I also want you to understand that the Christian Music Archive is a business for mission. And that means that all of the profits from the work I do goes directly to help support Mercy, Inc. And we do things just a little bit differently here in that I take the tithe and profit before I pay any bills. What that means is the first 20% of every dollar donated goes directly to Mercy, Inc. So I'm asking you to help by supporting through a couple of different ways. First, visit thechristianmusicarchive.com and click on any of the banner ads that you see. Second, while on the page, you can find music that you'd like to have in your collection and just click the affiliate link to buy that album through my page. I receive a little bit of money every time you do one of those things. But you can also sponsor directly through patreon.com by going to patreon.com slash ccmexchange. There you can sign up to be a monthly sponsor, helping donate to Mercy, Inc., and also cover our production expenses. So again, that's patreon.com slash ccmexchange, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Those links are available in all of the show notes for every episode each week. So thanks in advance for helping contribute to the great work of Mercy, Inc. And also, a big thank you to being a partner 
for the work that we're doing here at the Christian Music Archive. Today, I am chatting with Simon Adal. Simon is a Swedish musician who has been part of several bands, and we've heard most of them in the States as part of Eden Adal or the band Bertil Eden. He has also released several solo projects, and a number of those albums have made their way to the States, specifically back in the 80s. Simon has some incredible stories to share about smuggling Bibles into the communist countries of Romania and Yugoslavia. But he also has a testimony of how forgiveness has completely changed the trajectory of his life, and I can't wait for you to hear these powerful stories. So let's not wait any longer. Here is my conversation with Simon Adal, all the way from Sweden. Thank you, Dave. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure. So this is my first time reaching around the world, and I just love technology because it sounds like we're sitting in the same room together. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're certainly not. I'm, I'm on the other side of the world talking to you now. Yes. Yeah, we're nine hours apart from each other, so yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Well, I first heard about you with the band Eden Adal, obviously, way back in the 80s. And, but you, yes. you guys were making music. Uh, in Sweden and Finland, I think, before you were discovered, quote-unquote, in the United States. Isn't that correct? Yeah, a long time before, because we started, me and my brothers Dan and Frank, we started in 1968. Okay. I was only 11 years old when we started touring. Oh, wow. So we sang gospel tunes in different churches here in Scandinavia. Actually, we're from Finland. Uh -huh. So we were born in Finland, and we came to Sweden in 1961. So we, um, we were kind of Scandinavian, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that, would be, that was long before Edin Adal. Okay, right. And uh, me and my brothers, we, we made some records in the 70s, and uh, we had a lot of success, actually. Uh, most of our, of our records uh, went to, to finance the Bible smuggling. You know, the Iron oh, Curtain was uh, yeah. still still going at that point and uh, we financed a bible smuggling society ah. with the to, so they could print bibles to romania and yugoslavia wow and we had a good network and uh, frank and i we were just small kids and we sang and we made records and we financed thousands of bibles behind the iron curtain oh wow it, it was communistic then, you yeah. know, so so uh, it was kind of dangerous. We didn't participate in the smuggling because our parents <laughs> did not allow, to, allow us to. But yeah. we had friends that went in uh, tourist buses uh -huh. to Romania and they had double, you know, the, the double floor, yeah. double floor buses. So they, they, they hid the Bibles in the, uh, yeah, beneath the floor. Oh, wow. So that was my... Uh, we we really thought that the Bible should be free for anyone yes. to read. Yeah, and I still think that the the Word of God must be free to to for anyone to yeah. read. Yeah. So you guys started recording music with the ex with the express intent of making money to help the smuggling operation of Bibles and Bibles. Yes. Yes. Wow. The first the first EP uh, was released in 1969. Okay. And uh, were you even born in 1969? <laughs> I was around. Yes, I was around. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Then 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 you can imagine how many years we have been around. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Frank and I 
continued uh, when this smuggling uh, you know stopped because the the secret service in uh, in uh, Romania they discovered our network oh. and people just disappeared people came in you know were thrown into prison yeah people got punished so we stopped mm. but the, we had some successful years uh, and thousands of bibles came to Romania Incredible. So how did you guys, as as boys, I mean, you're 11 and how old is your brother? He's older than you, right? No, no. You're the well, old you, one. Well, you, you can think that, but the thing <laughs> is, he's three and a half years younger. Okay, so how did, how did an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old decide we're going to give money to help smuggle Bibles? How did that come to, to be your goal? My elder brothers, they were in a, in a band. Okay. And one of, of the members in the band had joined this smuggling organization uh -huh. and he said to us okay boys uh, can you do some r recordings yeah. so we can support this uh, printing of the bibles and we we said yeah of yeah. course yeah i had no idea that your music was rooted in this very clandestine so to speak uh, operation of of spreading the gospel that's very very cool yeah yeah and 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 the f the really blessed part of this this I, I was with john schlitt from petra you know yes uh-huh i was touring with him in romania i think it was uh, 2009 or 10 i i i don't remember and we came to to the parts where the dracula <laughs> oh yeah uh -huh. transylvania and we had a a, a, a concert in a hotel and uh, John we had ju ju just an, an un unplugged concert there and John said okay Simon take over and I sang some songs and I testified that when I was a young boy uh, me and my brother we made recordings to print Bibles and the audience you know, it, it was about 400 Romanians uh -huh. in that hotel special specially invited it just went totally quiet. Wow. And then one of them started to applause like like this. Yeah. And suddenly the whole audience stood up. Wow. And the, <laughs> and I didn't uh, didn't uh, understand what what was happening. And they came to me and they wanted to kiss me. And they wanted to hug me, you know, kiss me on the cheek, yeah, and not on not on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and they put up their their cell phones, and they, oh, grandfather, one of the guys, he's here. Oh wow! Because the big question for the Romanians were, who on earth has sent us the Bibles? Wow! Because it didn't said printed in Sweden in the right. Bibles. It was no trace right. in the Bibles. Yeah. And people cried, people hugged, people just praised the Lord. And they said, we are the fruit of your labor. Oh, wow. We are the fruit. Just look around. We are the fruit. Because of you guys, we had the Bible. And some of next, the next morning, I was eating breakfast at that hotel. And an old lady came and gave me a smuggle Bible oh, wow. and she cried and hugged me and you know that was really really something oh my goodness so, so Christian music combined with with a heart for the Lord yeah. is so powerful yes 
And they told me stories about the persecution. They told me stories about how to be a Christian, you know, with, with that communistic suppression yeah. that they had so many years. Because the, the leader, Ceausescu, he was, he was a crazy guy. Mm. He had this uh, secret service police controlling every Christian. Wow. So that, that was a memory for life. I still have that Bible here. It's a green little Bible. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, and, you know, a lot of times when, when we support missionaries or when we hear about things that we pray about in something, we, we yeah. might hear, hear return stories and so forth, but to actually yeah. be able to shake the hand, to hug people yeah. who you're so working, oh, that's surreal. I lifted my cell phone and phoned my brothers in Sweden and said, guess what, guys? Yeah. I have met the people who received the Bible, the, the grandchildren oh. to the, those who received the Bibles. Wow. One of the, the young men who was there, he said, I was a little boy. I was watching for the secret police when my father unloaded the Bibles from the bu that bus. Wow. So we were out on the countryside, you know, a small dirt road, <laughs> and the bus was there, and cars came, and they just, just unloaded the Bibles into the small cars, and then they went, went away. But that little boy, he was, you know, a watch out. He looked yeah. if there are four, two pairs of... Uh, of car lights coming right. on that road, that was a secret police. Mm. So they had to be watched, you know, very careful, very secretive oh, <laughs> about this. Oh my goodness, this. yeah. So when, when, when that, con that concert turned out to be, uh, you know, cry and, you know, sheer, <laughs> cheerful and hug and then kissing. And when, when John was supposed to go, you know, he had a break. Right. And I, he was just supposed to continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, Simon, I cannot do anything. Wow. What shall I sing? What shall I? I didn't know this. Yeah. Me neither. I say, I, I didn't know. You know, I just mentioned that I was involved with Bible smuggling when I, when I was a little boy. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that is a memory for life for me, you know, and yeah. I praise the Lord for it. Well, and that almost probably makes the success that you had in the United States and, and some of these other things just pale in comparison because that's just selling some records. This is actually yeah, making yeah. a difference for eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, after we stopped with the Bible smuggling thing, me and my younger brother, Frank, we went into a hard rock group. Mm -hmm. So we played uh, rock and roll, you know, really hard, really loud. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were one guitar player and me on bass and Frank on drums. Okay. And we played in secular places, you know, and right. that was not considered so good in my church. Yeah. Uh, because the eldest, uh, my father was an elder uh, in, in that church. And the people phoned him and said, your, your <laughs> young sons, they play rock and roll, you know, in secular places. And my, and my father said, they are only practicing, practicing uh -huh. because they are going to play for Jesus when they get, get older. <laughs> and nobody, he prophesied, he prophesied, you know, and people just kept, you know, quiet. They didn't criticize us after that. Wow. 
So you were, it sounds like God had intended from the very beginning for you guys to have quite a music career, because you guys went on both with Eden Adal, you've released a, a number of solo albums, I know Frank has done some stuff. Yeah. You've, you've been doing music yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, you know, dinosaur. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was, I was just talking to a coworker who is a, 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 a pastor here in, in the states, and he was saying, I was telling him that I was going to be talking to you, and he says, "Oh, Finland and Sweden, they have some of the best hard rock music that's ever been written." And <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing is, but the, the lyrics they, that they produce is not that very good, right? Uh, yeah, but actually, we have, but we have Christian rock here too. Here too, and the thing is, uh, we went secular, and uh, after Edina Dahl, we had so much success with Edina Dahl, and the secular radio started to play our songs. So we had hits. We, we were in the charts, and in nineteen ninety one. We were the most uh, airplayed, you know, on radio band in Sweden. Uh, they play, played us every minute on the national radio. So, so uh, we had real success. And then so, some secular, secular artists wanted us to, to join and uh, just be, become musicians to them. So I've been out with secular artists here too, many years. Yeah. And uh, the the thing is uh, that that was another world, you know. Right. I was used to the church. I was used to you know Christian people, and to be um, you know involved with secular music. That is kind of a challenge for a Christian. Mm. But it's an opportunity for you to share your faith with people, though, right? Yes, yes, it was. And uh, many times, I was with the biggest artists here in this country. And many times I talked to that artist after a concert, after uh, they, they could cry and say, okay, I'm, I'm on the top of the charts. I sell a lot, lot of records. My face is all over the newspapers and uh, they show me on television every time. But Simon, tell me, is this all? Mm. Is this all? And yeah. I said, no, it is not. <laughs> this is just... This is just a, a temporary thing because w one day you will not be on the top anymore. Mm -hmm. And th then you find this emptiness because if you're a star and th then you lose your stardom, you know. Yeah, right. People come into a crisis. But I have Jesus. I have always had Jesus. And they, yeah. they called me the pastor. Mm. But, but the thing is, my personal life was... Uh, having a Christ uh, when I toured that much because uh, I had a, a wife and kids right. at home, two, yeah. two daughters. And my my big mistake was that I I didn't take, you know, uh, I, I was kind of valued the touring more mm -hmm. than I valued to be home at, with my family. Uh -huh. So after 10 years, my wife just left me and I came into a crisis. She found another man and I understand her. We are good friends now, but she, she didn't, didn't uh, cope with this uh, because my focus was wrong. You know, if, if you have this success all the time, your focus, you can lose focus on family and Jesus. Yeah. 
But I never lost focus on Jesus, but I lost focus on my family because I, I had my focus on to be a, a successful musician, to be out with the biggest stars, to be, you know, the mm-hmm. side guy to a biggest, you know, people know me in this music business here. Yeah. And, and that, that is a kind of temptation, you know. If you understand what I mean. I do, because, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I think all of us, no matter what our job is, we want to be the best at our job because that yeah. provides for our family. It it, yes. helps, it helps us progress and do more. But it's yeah. easy to get sidetracked and say, yes. get things in the wrong order. So how would you, I mean, let's talk specifically to musicians. How would you recommend folks look at maintaining that? Don't ever, ever lose fo- lose focus, no matter how successful you are. Because remember, what, what really matters is family. What really matters is your faith and, the, 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 you know, Jesus in your life. Because that's the most important thing. And, of course, God wants to bless you with success. Of course, he wants to do that. He wants to use you. But the thing is, don't get caught up with that don't mess, you know, right. it's a mess. To, to, it's also, also an alibi. You say, okay, I'm providing for my family, and I work a lot, and I'm, I'm not home. It could take weeks <laughs> on tour, you know, yeah, weeks, yeah. months on tour. Yeah. And you look, lose focus. So I, I found myself in 1995, I found myself alone mm. in a flat. And my wife had had this ultimatum to me, you know, ultimatum. Yeah, right. And she said, you have to find work in this city, in this town. You don't, I, I, I want you to stop touring. I want you to stop with music. I yeah. hate the music business, you know. Mm-hmm. So I found a job. And when, when I really settled down, <laughs> she left me. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I, I, I was feeling sorry for myself, and I got angry at God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, thought, I said to God, I thought you were my friend. You, you are not my friend. I've given the best years of my life to you. And, and look now, I'm yeah. living alone in an apartment. Yeah. And he has, she has a new guy watching my kids. You know, I was so angry with God. I was 38 years old, and I thought my life was over. And I had a lot of dark thoughts. And the, 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 the enemy, it, he comes around when you feel like that because he reminded me of all the religious people. When I played rock and roll in the church, you can, you can imagine what kind of resistance we had with religious people. <laughs> yep, yep, we had that here too. They said to, they said to us, we, you are from the devil. And you play the devil's music, and you are you are not real Christian. And we were real Christians, yeah. uh, young boys that had hearts for Jesus, but they they dismissed us, and they you know they talked bad about us. And I was I was filled with anger mm-hmm. against those people. I was filled. I said to God, I will never ever put my set my foot in a church anymore. I, from this day on, I will never, ever have anything to do with you. Right. I will want to be a normal Swede, a normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I had this religious uh, thought that 
you could leave God. Mm. You know what? You can never leave God. Mm-hmm. You can never leave God. Uh, you know, I, I thought I, I could be a renegade or escape or whatever, but li- read the, the what David says in this, you know, one of his scriptures there. Yeah. You can never hide from God. You can never, you know, um, escape. What does he say? You can never outrun the Lord. No. But the thing is, I thought I could. Uh-huh. So I started to go out. I went into bars and pubs. And guess what happened when I set my foot in those bars? People came, came crying to me and said, Oh, you are here. Please pray for me. Wow. And I said, I don't want to <laughs> because I have left everything. You, have not, you, have, you haven't left anything. Please pray for me because I feel so bad. Okay, we can pray, and then you have to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I was bitter, uh, you know, I, I had this bitterness inside of me. Right. And I prayed for people. I never prayed for so many people when I tried to, wow. to go away from God. You know, that's incredible. I think, yeah. that, I think that God, he had a good laugh. in. in. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Simon, your story mirrors a lot of my own personal story because I, right. for about 10 years, I was a Christian concert promoter here in Oregon, and yeah. I focused all my attention on that and helping some young musicians develop their okay. careers, and I focused all of my effort on that. And like you said, I was involved in church, I was doing all these things. But yes. I wasn't paying attention to my family, and I lost my family because of that. So you're, All right. you are speak. I, I, my heart breaks with you because I understand, and I know that we have people listening that have that same scenario. Yeah. Lord, I followed you. I've done everything you've asked. Yes, and where are you now? The world's fallen apart. Yeah, what in the world is going on? Yeah, I don't understand nothing. Yeah. You, you know, so so uh, I said to the Lord, I don't ever, ever, ever want to have to anything to do with you no more, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, then I met this wonderful woman after, uh, after a couple of years, and she was not a Christian. And I, fu- oh, I thought that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no more church going. Yeah. No yeah. more sitting there giving you money away. <laughs> <laughs> I could live my life peacefully. Yeah. And we fell in love. And uh, ap- approximately right when, when we were going, we went to get married. I was in a fallout with a guy. You know, I had this discussion with a guy, and he hated me, and I hated him. Actually, so much that we ended up in court. Oh wow! And uh, he. He lost that trial, and I won. But the thing is, I hated him, and he hated me. Yeah. You know, I have never hated no one, you know, before. Yeah. I have, you know, hate is a kind of seductive feeling. Mm. It's, it's like, it's like uh, really the, the enemy loves to use hate yes. between people. And I was, and he started to, to stalk us. We had a stalker. Mm. So I was newly married with my new wife, and we had a stalker. Oh. And I said to God, okay, press the delete button so he <laughs> vanishes. Yeah. Send, him to, send him to Oregon. 
<laughs> because there's so many many funny th people there. Yeah, you're <laughs> no. right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Send him to to the end of the world. Yeah. Pl please let her train. You know, train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kick him <laughs> to the eternity. Yeah. And I started to hate him. And I said to my wife, you know, I will phone the police and the police said, we cannot do anything with ev without evidence. Mm -hmm. This man is stalking us. He's threatening to kill me. Wow. And if you find me dead, you know, who's done it? Yeah. So I said to my wife, let's go abroad. This It, it was Christmas 2001. Okay. Let's go abroad. Let's go to the Canary Islands outside of Africa. Let's mm -hmm. just celebrate Christmas on the Canary Islands. And I enjoyed it. I thought to myself, I could live here. I mm. could perhaps be, you know, a guy that uh, sits with a guitar in a bar singing old hits. <laughs> <laughs> just avoid your confrontation and just... Right Avoid off into the sunset, and, yeah. And leave this cold country, Sweden, and leave all the snow and, you know, yeah. and live in the, you know, sunshine in Canary Islands. Yeah. And my wife, she, she longed for home. She longed for the, you know, the Christmas tree and, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the Santa Claus and, the, you know, all yeah. the, all, everything. Right. But I enjoyed myself. And one night, and listen to this, this changed my life. Okay. One night, uh, we went to sleep. We had just had a gorgeous, uh, great d dinner, and I was tired, and uh, I fell asleep. In the middle of that night, my wife cries out from top of uh, her voice, from, from, the, from her very lungs, he, there's a man standing in this room. Wow. And I was, you know, I was uh, not awake, you know, from uh, being hard, being asleep. Right. I just, I just ran out, out jumped out, out of the bed and I started to check, check everything in the room. I went into the bathroom. I went on the terrace. I went uh, and I looked under the beds. <laughs> yeah. And I said to my wife, please, Maria, there's no one here. Why are you crying? There's, there's, it's it's a, a man. He stood beside my bed. Wow. No, it was a, just a dream. It wasn't. I was wide awake. Oh, you weren't. Uh, please, l let us go to bed and sleep now. Yeah. It's in the middle of the night, and you scared, you scared me half to death. <laughs> <laughs> right. And when I was just about to close my eyes, she, she said, Simon, what is an apostle? Mm. What? What is an apostle? You, you don't know what an apostle is? No, I don't know. Anything. Is that a religious word? Huh. Why do you ask this question? Apostle in the middle of the night? Yes, yeah. there would... 12 apostles and Paul was an apostle and uh, guys that call themselves apostles nowadays, they are only fake because they want to, to earn money on people that <laughs> don't know better. Right, right. <laughs> so please, Maria, let's just uh, go to sleep now. But she continued, is there an apostle called Matthew? Wow. Yes, my dear, my dear, 
2,000 years ago, <laughs> there was an apostle called Matthew who followed Jesus. Okay, why do you ask those things? Because he said so. This was what? the man that was standing over her? The man who stood beside my bed said, said I'm the apostle Matthew. Wow. Please, please let your, please say to your man, to, to your husband, that he should read m my book. Is there such a book? She asked me. Wow. And I, I was wide awake. What? Yes, there, there is a book called the, the, the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah, you should read it anyway. And then she <laughs> fell, to, fell asleep. <laughs> and of course, now you can't sleep. I was wide awake. <laughs> An apostle in my bedroom, in the hotel room. Yeah. And I was thinking, what is this? Is this God's way to say, I'm sorry, Simon, because I did something wrong? <laughs> I messed up. And what is this? Is this a calling? And I started to, to, to get a kind of, you know, uh, proud. Uh, hmm. uh, how many people have had an apostle in their bedroom? <laughs> yeah. And I started to to you know uh, to remember all those American uh, preachers. How many of those have had an apostle yeah. in their bedroom? <laughs> yeah. And I thought to myself, perhaps there is a message in the Gospel of Matthew, a kind of you know Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I read every third third sentence, perhaps there's a new truth <laughs> that no one that no one has discovered before. Right, right. And our hotel room had no Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, always there's a Bible in the hotel room, almost always. Yeah. But, I, and I, I, I laughed to myself, I, th I said, uh, what if I go to the reception and say, hello, my name is Simon Adal, uh, the Apostle Matthew just uh, visited our room and he wanted me <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted me to read his book, but I can't find a Bible in my hotel room. I wonder what that uh, <laughs> man or woman in the reception would say. You might have been sitting in a padded room somewhere. <laughs> Yo, please, sir, don't drink more wine. <laughs> right. But I had to, I had to wait and I waited because I was, what is this? Yeah. Perhaps this is a calling of some kind. Perhaps I will end up in God TV. Uh-huh, yeah. And I have my private jet. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say to people, you can give to my ministry whatever you have. Yeah. You know, and I was so proud of this. And when I came home, I just, I took my Bible and I read, 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 read the Gospel of Matthew, and I tried to read it backwards and, and forwards uh -huh. <laughs> every fourth or five sentence. But, but the thing is, when I came to chapter 5, verses 44, I was absolutely outraged. I was absolutely, absolutely angry when I read this. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, mm -hmm. Do to those who hate you, and do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Uh oh. I just smacked my Bible, you know, and yeah. I say, as, as, as I shouted in the room, send Paul next time. Perhaps <laughs> I will listen. 
Wow. I will never, ever, ever pray for that man. I hate that man. I hate, I hate it. It's his guts. I, w- I want him to die. Yeah. I want him to vanish from the, the earth, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I th- said, okay, I can try to bless him. I can try to pray for him for one minute. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I tried to pray for him. Dear God, bless this man. And my, thought, my thoughts were, I hope he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bless his economy. I hope he goes bankrupt. <laughs> please, for, <laughs> please bless his work. I hope he gets, gets unemployed. Mm. You know, I had this struggle be- between my flesh and the spirit. Yeah. But I, I, I just forced myself to bless him one minute per day. And after three months, one minute per day, my hate was gone. Wow. I started to pray like this. Please, God, bless this man. Yes, do that. Please bless his health. Yeah, let him have a, a, a good life, abundantly life. Yeah. And bless him in every uh, aspect of life. I blessed him from, from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. And to my, my sheer, you know, I was surprised. surprised. Yeah. I started to love him. I started to love that man. And after five months, I met that man on a street. Yeah, I was in the city uh-huh. and I met that man on the street. And I, th- I thought to myself, okay, now we're going to fight, fist fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I saw that he was shaking. He was shaking. When he saw me, he started to shake. Oh. And I just wondered what is happening? What is happening with that guy? And then he just came forward and put his arms around me and we hugged for five minutes. Wow. I couldn't understand, you know, nothing. I I didn't, what's happening? Is this for real? Is this the same man I hated so much? He's hugging me in the street. And I said to him, I just, you know, I could not say (laughs) real words. I, I said to him, uh, my wife and I want, uh, we want you to come to our house and we can eat dinner together. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> we, I invited him for dinner at my house. And I, I just sat in my car. I went to Maria. He was, she, she was standing in the kitchen. I remember this so well. She was peeling potatoes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And I said to her, do you remember when we were at the Canary Island? Yeah. Do you remember that night when the man stood beside your bed? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was kind of spooky. <laughs> but you should read the book. Have you read his book? Yes, I've read his book. What does the book say? It says, pray for those who persecute you. Bless your enemies. And she turned around and said, you cannot do that. Yes, I have blessed. You know what? I have blessed that man who have stalked us for yeah. so many years now. I have blessed him for five months, one minute for f- per day yeah. for five months. Yeah. And she sat down on a chair and started to cry. And 
to my big surprise, she said, this must be God. Mm. I have to get saved. <laughs> wow. And I, you know, I burst. No, 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 no. I, want, <laughs> I don't want you to get saved. Yeah. I do whatever I want to, she said. Yeah. I want to get saved now. Oh, no. She's going to be a Christian. <laughs> she, we are going to sit in church again. <laughs> and wow. you've, you've been running from all of this, and now it's coming back. My wife. And she went downtown and met a pastor. And she came, you know, like, like sunshine. She, she was smiling like a sunbeam. I am saved. Wow. And I said, hallelujah. <laughs> and I have this, you know... God, what is this? Yeah. My wife is saved, and I, I don't want to get back to that. I don't want to get back to that religion anymore. I don't want to sit in the church bench anymore. And then the, he started to talk to me, me at night. My wife, she works nights, as I right. said before. Yeah. And one night when... She, she had went to, to, to her job. God started to talk to me. And I, I, I spoke with God and he, he told me, you know, Simon, you know, you know the possibilities when you go with me? No. I, I thought he cannot be serious because I've been so angry with God so many years. Yeah. And he started to show me visions. And I got the prophetic gift. I got the whole, you know, package wow. of spiritual gifts. So I started to prophesy for people. And at the same time, my brother Frank uh, phoned me and said, Simon, we have to do an album together. And uh, we have to do it in English. Mm. Okay. And I said to him, I can write all the lyrics if you want to. And, uh, okay, what, uh, what kind of lyrics? <clears throat> and I gave him song number one, two, three, four, and he said, this is so Christian, this is so powerful lyrics, but we cannot, you're, we're not there, you're, I'm there. Mm. I said, I'm, I'm there, I met God. And uh, actually, the story has some so much more, but, yeah. but it's hard to, for me to talk in English if you <laughs> understood Swedish. You're doing a great job, Simon. You're doing a great job. I, I normally ask tons of questions, and I'm literally just sitting here. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. Can't wait to hear the next part. So keep going, please. Yeah, the, th <laughs> the thing is, I, want, I started to prophesy when I met people. I went to church up in the north and prophesied for the whole church. And they cried, and they say, you are number five. You're number five who says the same thing. Hmm. And perhaps you should listen then, I said. <laughs> and then I <laughs> jumped in my car and went back. Yeah. And I started to prophesy when we were out. Frank and I had some gigs in churches. I prophesied bef between the songs. And people got saved. People got healed. I have seen everything in the book. Wow. You know, yeah. everything that, that you read about, that that. The scripture, read, you, you can read about the apostles. Uh, yep. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I've been there, I, and I'm in it. Yeah. And people said around it, they said, Simon has been, uh, is uh, crazy. Huh. He has some religious, he has been, a relig been 
become a, a real religious fanatic. But the thing is, I'm I'm more crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> it it was not a you know temporarily uh, temporary thing. It's uh, now uh, that this happened the spring of two thousand two. Yeah. And and the next year it's ten. You know, it's when twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just struck by the fact that God loves you so much. Yes. That He was going to get your attention in whatever way He could to tell yeah. you, "I love you," and I have yeah. a job for you. And yes. sometimes we as humans get so stubborn and get so bent over yeah. double with anger where yeah whatever it is that we're saying yeah. no 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 you're not going to touch me god and he's just yeah. gently saying you know what i've got i've got plans for you i need you to be yes. my kid i need you to follow me i need you to love me yeah and he used my non-christian wife yeah and people said afterwards but this is not christianity you know you cannot see a dead dead uh, human being but I, I was thinking about when Peter and the other guys were up on the mountain, they saw both Elijah and Moses. Yeah. A and I thought, this is possible. Why do we do make God so small? Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and actually, this was a lesson for me to learn how to forgive and bless people. So, you know, yeah. my road to forgiveness was this long, you know, journey. Yeah. So I started to bless, and Matthew five forty four, that changed my life. I was I was a Christian, but I had uh, you know taken my own <laughs> turns instead. But the thing is, God never never gave up on me. Yeah. He never gave up, and I started to write songs. I I started to preach, and the worst thing, you know, the nightmare thing for me is to become a preacher. Mm, yeah. And now I've been full-time evangelist <laughs> since the f 1st of August 2007. Wow. I'm the guy who travels the most in the Scandinavia. I'm the guy who has the most meetings in every church. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, in a special, you know, what do you, what do you call a special con condemnation but uh, i don't know denomination yeah Den denomination yeah. yeah no i i travel in all churches so god has opened doors for me i travel in lutheran churches you know in word of life churches in uh, pentecostal churches in other de denominations i don't care right the first uh, five years i only talk about i talked about forgiveness and how that that changed my life, and, and it was actually the way into the Holy Spirit gifts in my life. Wow. Because I had to be humble. I had to humble myself. You, you, you cannot expect to go with the Holy Spirit if, you, if you're, you know, proud and if you go, have bitterness to people. Yeah. yeah. You have to be humble, like Jesus. You have to be like him. You know, I'm thinking, Simon, of, and I'm sure you've seen in the news all of the mess that we have in our country here in the United States. Yes, yes. And, uh, and so much of that comes down to, I've always called it anti-love, which is hate. Yes. We're yes. so busy hating on each other and saying they can't yeah. be right because they don't do it my way. When if we yes. were to stop and start blessing one another and start loving yes. one another. 
That's why I I said to myself, I have to do this interview with Dave because the Holy Spirit is going to open hearts. And when when people listen to this podcast, yeah, they they uh, perhaps they recognize themselves in in my story. I have helped so many people to forgive. I have helped so many people just reading the scripture and telling about my life and my my unexpected journey. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I could never in a million years dream of being a full-time evangelist. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. my gig. Yeah. It wasn't my gig. It wasn't my talent. It wasn't nothing. And I go to small churches. I sometimes go to really big churches. And, and I preach. And I've been on television preaching. Television preaching. And, and we have a TV, TV series now, me and my neighbor, because my neighbor has a similar experience. He, he comes from a non-Christian family, and he worked at, I, I don't know if you know the, the factory Ericsson. Okay, yeah. They make cell phones and a bunch of electronics. He was a big chief in Ericsson. Yeah. And so one day he heard a voice in his office, and that voice led him to Christ. Wow. So we are out. We call us two neighbors, two neighbors <laughs> out speaking. <laughs> yeah. So Simon, what would you say to people who, uh, and, and regardless of what is causing them to be angry or frustrated, or maybe yeah. God isn't going to be talking to me because, you know, it's just me and God wouldn't want to waste time on mm -hmm. me. What would you tell to somebody who's feeling that just angst and depression yeah. and all of that? Those thoughts, I had those thoughts myself when I was 38 years old. I'm 64 years old now. I, I thought that God, I don't, I don't think that God wants to have to, anything to do with me. But the thing is, he never, ever leaves those who once said, please, Lord, take my life, take over my life and be my, my, my father, be my, my master. Uh, he never forgets about that. He never leaves you. So, so you're not, you're not an abandoned child or he's your father. And the thing is, it's not that easy to bless your enemies. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, remember yeah. my first um, prayers. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was like, Lord bless him. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let him die. Uh, but the thing is that, when I just decided to forgive, I decided to go this way. You know, some people think that forgiveness is a feeling. I don't feel uh, to forgive him. I don't feel it in my yeah. heart. It has nothing to do with feelings. You can take a decision yeah. to, to forgive. Just decide. When you listen to this post podcast now, decide to forgive yeah. and stick to that. Stop your, 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 you know, bad, bad talking, uh, talk bad about people. Just bless them and bless them and bless them and stick to that because the Holy Spirit will open your heart in a such a surprising way. When the, the Holy Spirit comes, your whole life changes. So, Simon, do you think the blessing was for your friend or was the blessing for you? Your, your call it, it, to bless. It, it worked both ways. <laughs> it, you know, it, every friend I have, many friends left me because uh, they said, he's a religious fanatic now. But I got new friends. 
but my my kids my 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 kids my relatives everyone knew this is only god when simon when this bitter simon this angry bitter man met the lord in such a way this is a miracle everyone so so everyone around me searched god mm-hmm. because i was a witness to them i didn't ha- have to open my my mouth or anything but when they saw the change in my life how the lord really changed my life really turned it around yeah. from bitterness from dark thoughts into the total relation with the holy spirit that was the p- most powerful with uh, you know testimony yeah. for those people and and they still they still stick to the lord <laughs> and they have learned this you have to to every day you have to 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 just decide to go the road of forgiveness yeah every day of course you're tempted sometimes sometimes yeah. you're angry yeah. but the thing is bless and stop talking bad about people because I think the tongue can can stop the Holy Spirit works uh, work in your life. Yeah. If you badmouth people, you know. Well, the Bible talks about how a tongue is powerful, like the rudder yes. of a ship. You know. Yes. And with and that small really tr- piece, you can change the course of your life and others yes. around you. And oh my goodness, yeah. <clears throat> and the focus is interesting. Before I met the Lord in such a you know revolutionary way, my focus was to 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 get a get so much success mm-hmm. and to earn so much money and to be you know a hero and i wanted to secular press r- write about <laughs> uh, you know good reviews from the albums yeah but the thing that that it doesn't matter nothing it doesn't matter nothing it, it it's worth nothing because w- when i read the changes when i get the mail i get mail every day i pray for people now every day over the internet mm-hmm. Sometimes I send a prophecy to them, and the, it has changed their lives. That yeah. is much more worth than a number one on the hit charts. Amen. You know? Amen. But yeah. it's not bad to have a number one on the hit charts because you got an audience, and then you can talk about the Lord. Yeah. But you have the have to have the focus right, you know. Well, you have something written on your website uh, that just really kind of. I think puts an, a period or an exclamation point on your conversation that we've had today. Uh, you okay. said, and, and you said, I do not think God wants your rituals and achievements. He wants no. your love. Yes. He's, you know, he's, he's the bridegroom and we're the bride. And, uh, you know, what's significant between a bride and a bridegroom, a, a groom, you know, yeah. it's love. Yeah. It's not, you know, achievements or rituals or or you know you have to do this and this and this yeah you know a love relation is based on the heart mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't have rituals to get maria to love me right <laughs> right right because if you do she's going to find something else yeah yeah the yeah. thing she she would say to me simon you're crazy i love you no matter what mm-hmm and that's the relation with Jesus. You go with the, go with the Lord, and you're not only a Christian. You go with the Lord. Yeah. 
That's a difference. Because I, I'm, people say to me, Simon, are you a Christian? No, I go with the Lord. Mm. No, I, I don't live anymore. He lives in me. Yeah. I don't live anymore. And when he lives in me, you are the testimony. And I've, I've been around, I've written four books. Four books about testimonies. What happens if you go with the Holy Spirit when you sit on a train and you start to prophesy to, to the guy who sits beside you? Or you're in a, a bus station or in a taxi or in, a aero, in an aeroplane. What happens? The, those books, uh, I'm sorry, that they are only in Swedish at the moment. <laughs> but, right. the, you know, when people read about this, they say, wow. This is the real, this is the deal that they talk about yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. So I'm nothing, but the Lord is everything. And yeah. that's the new focus for me. And the crazy part about that whole, what that statement that you just made right now, God is everything, I'm nothing, and yet he chooses to use me. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is, I, th I think that he loves that I'm nothing. And if you read what Paul uh, writes about himself, he says, I'm the smallest of you. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a big man. I, I'm your servant. He, he doesn't lift him, himself up, you know, in the skies. Yeah. And, and wants to, that people should praise him. With, because people should praise the Lord when yeah. you, they meet you. Yeah. I hope I could uh, can explain this. Oh, Simon, this this was so rich, and I'm, unfortunately we're going to be out of time, and we might have to do another one of these to continue because this is such a rich, rich conversation, and I am just so grateful that we could spend Amen. time to do this. I like I said, I could probably spend another hour or two, and like I said, yeah. we'll have to maybe do another another episode. But oh, yeah, yeah. The thing is, uh, I have so many testimonies to 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 you know, share yeah what what happens if you go with the holy spirit gifts in the ordinary you know ordinary life if you go into the shopping mall if you go uh, to the doctor's yeah. <laughs> waiting room or whatever to the dentist or whatever what happens when the holy spirit is with you you know i'm not so surprised anymore mm. because god can do anything with anyone but he, he needs a humble heart. Yeah. He needs your focus to be with him and that you have chosen to go the road of forgiveness. You have to go with the forgiveness and you have decided, I will forgive no matter what. I forgive and I bless. Yeah. And, and you stick to that and your, your life will change. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when Jesus uh, teaches out, us how to pray we forgive those who trespass against us you know mm -hmm. he knew he knew that in that sentence it was the portal it was the door into the holy spirit gifts yeah so sometimes the truth is you know right before your eyes and you don't discover it because before the holy spirit opens opens the truth for you let me ask you one more thing we send out a prayer newsletter at the uh, at the end of every week to a bunch of folks who have agreed to pray for artists and people who are working how can we be specifically praying for you and the work that you're doing there in sweden yeah yeah 
we are going to open a podcast between Norway and Sweden. I found a pastor in Norway and we are going to have this podcast together, me and my neighbor and uh, Robert, Robert and Örjan, who is my neighbor. And we're going to talk about uh, things, you know, mm-hmm. spiritual things, uh, relation and religion. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We are going to talk about uh, the impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I want you guys to pray for that podcast because I think, especially in Norway, they need to hear that the Lord is not a religion anymore. The Lord is for real, mm-hmm. and the Lord can change your life. Yes. I will talk about forgiveness as I always do, but the thing is, it's so much more. As a Christian, I have long understood the power of forgiveness for my sins. I'm very much aware of the fact that I would be nothing headed towards an eternity in hell except for the fact that Jesus forgave me of my sins and gave me new life. So to hear Simon talk about the power of forgiveness is not a new concept until he talked about how much power our forgiving others have over us personally. Simon repeated the verse in Matthew 5:44 several times where Jesus says, "I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you." What a powerful story to hear how praying for his stalker and hated enemy helped change Simon's life. Not only was he able to finally forgive his friend, but praying for his enemy also opened the door to God's making a significant change in Simon's life as well. What a great reminder. I hope that we can learn how to start praying for people that we don't see eye to eye with, because I believe this will be a conduit to our loving these people that we can't stand and ultimately helping the agents of change and peace in our city and in our country and maybe even around the world. I hope you found this episode as challenging and encouraging as I did. As always, thanks for joining me for the conversation on the Christian Music Archive podcast a member of the New Release Today podcast network. I am grateful that we get to spend time together each week hearing stories of God's amazing faithfulness. As a regular listener to this podcast, you can help support the work I'm doing by doing one of these three things. First, rate us on your favorite podcast app. A five-star rating or a review really help us spread the word around the world about this show. Second, sign up to be a part of the prayer team Go to christianmusicarchive.com slash prayer and enter your name and email address. I'll send you a weekly email with a list of seven artists who have asked specifically for prayer that week. Finally, reach out and say hello. You can do that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Patreon by searching for at CCM Exchange. Or you can also drop me a line on my webpage at thechristianmusicarchive.com. Next week, I'm chatting with David Zock of Remedy Drive, and we're going to hear about the work that this modern-day abolitionist is doing. So be sure to join me this next week and every week when I share stories of people you'll find on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. And before we conclude today, I have my weekly reminder, don't forget that God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you.